You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 120. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and I hope that you're having a fabulous day. I'm so glad that you are here listening to the podcast. I am very grateful for you. And today's topic is a really fun one. Um, We're going to be busting some weight loss myths and going to go a little bit on a rant about this because I feel a little bit passionate about it. Okay, so let's dive in today's topic, which is weight loss myths. And, you know, I've been in the industry as a coach for almost six years now, and in the industry as a, a participant for much, much longer than that. And I feel like we are having shifts. There are shifts that have happened, especially since, you know, my mom was a fitness instructor to present day. There's shifts, and a lot of good has, has come with those shifts. And yet at the same time, some of these myths just still linger and they manifest in a multitude of different ways, but they're like still kicking around. And I still get women who have internalized some of these messages. Now, when we talk about weight loss myths, I think it's important to understand that most of these myths come from some sort of belief, some sort of underlying belief, and they are manifested in a variety of ways. To which, so I want to clarify what that means. That means that uh, I may give some examples of how these beliefs manifest, and you may resonate with some of those. And there, and there, but there may be ways that these beliefs manifest in your life that I don't men- mention. That doesn't mean that these beliefs aren't there. So the tricky thing about beliefs is that they're under the surface, right? They're not. They're not conscious. They're not in our conscious awareness. They're in our subconscious, which can make digging them out a little bit tricky. I, I liken it to um, a, a, a plant or weed where you can go and you can like pull the tops off the weeds, right? You can pull everything that you can see out. And if you do not get the roots, that that it's that weed is going to come back. And it's the same thing with a lot of these beliefs. It's like we can, we can attack certain diet dieting types or, um, you know, certain diets or ways of, of trying to lose weight. We can attack those, but if we don't get to the underlying belief that is causing you to do those things, it's just going to be come back in a different form in a different manifestation. Okay. So we're going to dive into these beliefs and I, and I want you to take a, I want you to take a moment when I mention these to kind of do a little check on yourself of like, are there ways that this belief is manifesting in me? Uh, is this something that I do believe or that I've held on to in the past? And is this something that is currently serving me in what I'm trying to accomplish? So the first myth, I see this one so often, is if some is good, then more is better. <laughs> 
And this is a pervasive one. And I think it comes from our like action oriented society that like, if a little bit of something is good, then man, we should just mega dose it. (laughs) We see this in like vitamins, right? If a little bit of vitamin C is good, then like 10 times the recommended dose is better. We see this in the gym. If four days a week training is good, then six days a week training is better. We see this in dieting. If uh, eating 1200 calories is good, eating 900 calories is better, right? So it's this like underlying belief that if this is a good thing, then we just want to go balls to the walls with it. And I want you to recognize that more is not better. More is just more. And doing more for more sake does not make it more effective. And one of the things that I teach a lot in Macros 101 is this idea of breaking away from this idea that there's a right way to do things and instead asking yourself, what is the most effective way to do things? And what is most effective is not always what's quote unquote right or what everybody else is telling you or even doing more. More is just more. It's not necessarily any better. I mean, if doing more really was better, then wouldn't working out 24 hours a day, seven days a week be the absolute best course of action? Of course not. Which means you realize that there is a point where more actually becomes detrimental. It actually hurts you to do more. And I find a lot of women pushing up against the outer limits of this, especially when it comes to training. If four days is good, six days is better. Overtraining is a real phenomenon. And I've talked about the stress recovery adaptation cycle before on the podcast. And if you stress your body over what it is able to recover from, you will actually get weaker over time. So it's a really great example of scientifically how like, no, more in the gym is not better. Sometimes more is just more and it actually hurts you in the long run. And that same concept applies to dieting. That same concept applies to many of areas of our life that like more isn't always better. And so I'm curious, as I said that, if that triggered something in you, do you see that in your life where you're kind of an all or nothing, right? Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all the way. I'm going to do it 110%. I'm going to do it perfectly or I'm not going to do it at all. One of my favorite podcast episodes that I've recorded is episode 58. And I talk about the all or nothing mentality and how it's really sneaky. And it shows up, like I I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, how we have these beliefs and they show up and they manifest in different ways. And the all or nothing mentality is very sneaky in the way that it manifests sometimes. And so I have people who don't really think that they subscribe to all or nothing mentality. But then when I start bringing up examples, they're like, oh gosh, like I totally do that. And it's this underlying belief that if some is good, then more is better. So I'm curious if you see ways of this manifesting in your life. Are you a like all or nothing person? Are you like, I have to go balls to the walls. I have to do it perfectly. I have to do it all for it to be good enough. Um, That is a very classic classic weight loss myth of like the harder or well, we'll talk about harder, but if some is good, more is better. Okay. Number two, I love this one because I think this one is really revolutionary for a lot of women, a lot of women. And we go over this. I coach through this a lot inside of macros 101. And I think it's such a pivotal point for so many women. And that is the myth that somebody else has the secret 
Let me tell you a story about a woman that I know, a friend in business, and she is always asking everybody else what they're doing. So if anybody mentions something that they're doing in their business, she's there right away going like, oh, what is it? Like, how do you do it? How did you set that up? Like, what, what programs did you lose? What software? Like, asking questions. And I think it's really great to learn from other people. I think it's awesome to like learn from other people's examples and other people's experiences. I think that's really important. But what I've noticed is that she's, she really struggles and I almost see her like bouncing around. It's like, let me try this thing, this, this thing that worked for someone else. And let me try this thing that worked for someone else. Let me try this thing that worked for somebody else. It's always looking for an external solution to a problem. And what I've learned is that the secret isn't going to come from other people. Now that's not to say you can't learn from other people. It's not to say that you can't get coached by other people. I think all of those are important parts of the process. But as you've probably heard me talk about in the podcast before, a good coach doesn't necessarily tell you new things. They are just a facilitator to help you access the answers that are already inside of you. And so what I think is is such a pivotal um, belief that a lot of women hold on to is this idea that everybody else has the answers. Everybody else has the secrets. And this can look, this is, can manifest in a couple different ways. One way that it manifests is diet hopping. So like trying this diet and trying this diet and trying this diet, um, hopping from diet to diet, trying to find like quote unquote right one. And it's this idea that like, I just need to keep trying other people's solutions to see if it works. <laughs> And I talked about this on episode number 102 on the podcast. We'll link up all of these episodes on the show notes so that you can access them. Uh, But in episode 102, it's called Rant, another rant, You Are Not the Problem. And in that episode, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that one. It's like, that would be my next, that is a must listen. Because I talk about this concept of going outside of yourself and trying other people's solutions without this understanding that just because it worked for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And that's what diets really are, is like somebody came up with some random rules that maybe worked for them. It worked for their body. It worked for their lifestyle. It worked for them. And then you try to fit yourself into their diet. So you try to fit your round peg into the square hole and then it doesn't work or doesn't fit. And then who you blame, you blame yourself because I couldn't stick to it because I didn't do it the right way because I, I, I wasn't good enough. I didn't follow through enough. And it's this, it's this looking outside of ourselves for other people to have the answers for us. Now, again, I really want to clarify I am not saying that there's nothing to learn from other people. I think finding mentors, I think finding coaches, I think learning and and educating yourself are all incredibly important parts of the journey. We have to educate ourselves. But I will say that for most women, lack of education isn't what's holding them back from their goals. And maybe that resonates with you. It's not necessarily a lack of education. Can I teach you more things? Can I teach you more science? Can I teach you more about the body and the biomechanics of it? Absolutely. Like I could teach you lots of things, but my guess is it's not 
education, learning, more things is not what's holding you back from getting the results that you want. And so I find a lot of women who get lost in just thinking they need to learn more rather than figuring out why they're not implementing the things that they already know, how they're self-sabotaging. Again, what are some of those underlying roots that are causing them not to be successful? And that's where something like a coach uh, can be very helpful. And Macros 101, we focus a ton on that. That's, that's really a lot of what we focus on. I know the name makes it sound like it's like, I teach you how to count macros. <laughs> Honestly, it's because I'm really bad at naming things. <laughs> that is, that, that is, uh, that's a belief that I have, but I'm holding to that right now. I Naming things is not my forte. Um, so you may think it's like, oh, if I know how to count macros, then Macros 101 isn't going to help me at all. Hard stop. Hard stop. If you have a goal that you have not yet reached, Macros 101 is for you. I don't care what that goal is. I don't care if that goal is getting leaner, adding more muscle, reverse dieting, like getting stronger, like whatever it is, if you have a goal that you have not been able to reach, Macros 101 is going to give you the tools to be able to do that because we dive into this kind of stuff. We dive into the stuff that's below the surface that's impacting your results that you don't quite realize yet. Okay, so thinking that somebody else has the secret looks like you going around and always looking outside of yourself for the answers. And what I teach a lot in Macros 101 and coach through a lot is helping you to turn inward and ask yourself better questions so that you're getting better answers from you. Because some of the best answers that you're going to get is not from me. It's not from another coach. It's not from somebody else on Instagram. It's not from a book that you read. It's from taking that information, asking yourself better questions and coming up with answers that fit you, fit your lifestyle, fit your body, fit what you want. Okay. The other thing that I, I see how I see this manifested in the, like someone else has a secret is focusing on other people's journeys. We do this a lot as humans. It's a very natural human tendency to compare. It's a way for our brains to process information. Like our brains are set up to have a hard time conceptualizing something in a vacuum, but a much easier time conceptualizing it when we compare it against something, which is why the scriptures talk a lot about how, you know, you have to have joy to have sadness, right? You have to know joy and to know sadness, or yeah, usually it's the other way around. You have to know sadness to know joy. We have to have those opposites. We live in a dualistic world. Like we have to have opposites. Our brain has to have opposites to be able to understand and comprehend things. That's a very human trait. It's nothing that is bad or that we like need to get rid of. However, we can start to recognize that, especially in uh, a fitness journey, comparison to other people like literally 90%, 99% of the time does not have an upside. 99% of the time, comparison to other people doesn't have an upside. And I want you to consider that what other people are doing has literally 0% on your results. Okay. So the secret is not going to come from focusing on what other people are doing. What someone else does doesn't impact you at all, at all. I don't care how fast they're losing weight. I don't care what their body is doing. I don't really care how their body is responding. Like that literally has zero to do with your fitness journey. And so I really encourage you to put the blinders on. Stop looking at other people's papers. Focus on your journey. Focus on what you are doing. The truth is that success in any area of your life, but we're going to talk specifically about the physical. Success doesn't come from a specific diet. It comes from you. 
and you bring you into everything you do. And so when we can work on you, we can work on up-leveling the person making the decisions, that's when things are going to change for you. And so a good coach doesn't decide what is best for you. A good coach helps you to figure out what's best for you. And that's my job. That's my job as a coach. It's not to tell you what to do. It's to help you to learn to tap into those answers that are already inside of you. And that's how I approach coaching. So don't spend time trying to find the right diet. Don't spend time looking at other people's papers. Don't spend time looking outside of yourself. Success doesn't come there. It comes from you. And you bring you into everything that you do. And I get asked a lot about what makes Macros 101 different from a lot of other programs out there. And what is different is that we focus on you as an individual, as a unique person with a unique body, with a unique goal, with a unique lifestyle. And that as you as a person can up level and become the woman that you need to be to get results, then the results are a byproduct of that. So a lot of programs focus on the results and the, and the doing, and that's a part of the process. You have to do, you have to take the action. Action is required. However, most programs stop there, and then you wonder why in the long run you don't end up keeping the results. And the reason is because if you just pull the top of the weed off, the part that you can see, you haven't actually gotten down to the root and it's just going to come back. And so a lot of what we do in Macros 101 is deep stuff. Yeah, I'm going to teach you how to count macros. It's part of the process. I'm going to teach you how to use it as a tool if you want in your journey because science is science and science doesn't change. So you have to create a caloric deficit. However, so much more of what we do in that program is about you. It's about getting down to the the weed, the root of the weed, and actually up-leveling you, the person making the choices, the person doing the action, the person doing the things throughout the week. And that's the difference with Macros 101. Okay. Number three. This one is is like a little sister, maybe to uh, number one. Some is good, more is better. And this one is, the harder it is, the more complicated it is, the better it works. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but we, we as humans, we like to think things need to be complicated. I don't know why we, we do this to ourselves, but it's like we can't take the simple solution. And so I see this manifested in, in people one, I see it manifested in people wanting to do like complex diets with like lots of rules, right? Like you can do this, but not this and this, and not this. And it's like, oh, this is very complicated. I have to pay a lot of attention. I have to try really hard. So this must work really, really well. I also see it a lot in macro counting and <laughs> macro counting can absolutely be t- turned into a diet. I have podcast episodes on this as well, it, but that does not mean that it needs to be used as a, uh, turned into a diet. And so I, but I see it with macro counters who are like, I want to make it as complicated as possible. So I have to hit my numbers this specifically, and um, I want to toss in intermittent fasting with it. And, um, you know, maybe I'm going to do some carb cycling with my macros and like just trying to like, just complicating it, thinking that if it's more complicated, if it's harder if it's harder for me, the better it works. And I kind of think that for a lot of women, the, the like harder it is, the better it works phenomenon comes from uh, a belief. And this, and this is a very American trait, a belief of like excelling achievement 
doing things makes us worthy. And so if we're doing something and it's hard, it, it's, like, it's like a feather in our cap. <laughs> it's like an extra star, right? It's hard. We're like, we like that a little bit more because, well, we're all about like doing hard things. And, and so I see this where uh, women... And I, I think underlying it has to do with a worthiness issue of that. Like, I don't, I don't deserve to get easy results. I don't deserve to have this work well. And so what we do is we make it hard because then we deserve it. If it was hard and it was grinding and it was grueling and we accomplish it, then we deserve whatever we have accomplished. And I just want to fight back real hard against that. Because the truth is you don't have to do anything to be worthy of everything. I don't believe that God is sitting up there being like keeping score and being like, mm, she has not quite reached the worthiness that I think she needs to have in order to get this. No, no, no. God is sitting up there wanting to give you everything that he has everything. Like he wants to give us everything that we want, everything that we want and more. That, that, is, that is the essence of God, of source, of universe, whatever you want to call it. That is the essence. And so to, to hold to this belief or this idea that somehow if it's hard and it sucks, then that makes you more worthy of receiving it. Like I just hard stop to that. Hard, hard stop to that. Okay, you are worthy of results and it doesn't have to be hard to get them and it doesn't have to suck. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be like super easy and that we can just like skip down the lane and like get the results that you want, but it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to suck. And so a lot of what we do in Macros 101 is talking about customizing a plan that's both effective because we want that, right? We want it to be effective. We want it to work and enjoyable. And so often people think it's one or the other. Like a program can be effective and it's going to be hard and it's going to suck and it's not going to be enjoyable at all, but it's going to be effective. Or you can enjoy life and you can live life and have fun, but sorry, while you do that, you're not going to be moving towards your fitness goals. And so a lot of women are, are put in this like conundrum of like, well, which do I want more? Do I want results or do I want to enjoy life? That's a crappy choice. <laughs> Who wants to have to make that choice? And so whenever I'm presented with an option A that I don't like and an option B that I don't like, I pick option C. And option C is this understanding that if you draw a Venn diagram, effective and enjoyable, that there's overlap. And that overlap is what I want you to be able to find. That sweet spot where you are being effective towards your goals and it's enjoyable. And that can happen. No, the harder it is, the better it works. No, that's not right. It doesn't have to be awful. It doesn't have to suck. It doesn't have to be miserable. In fact, if it is, you won't stick with it. Who wants to stick with something that sucks? Nobody. So that's the, where we come into, yes, it needs to be effective, but it doesn't have to be crappy to be effective. It can actually be enjoyable and be effective. I get asked about carb cycling and intermittent fasting all the time. So I'm just going to quickly answer this question. If you like carb cycling and you like intermittent fasting, go balls to the walls. 
Great. That fits into your plan. You enjoy it. It fits your lifestyle. I got nothing bad to say about it. However, most women do carb cycling or intermittent fasting because they think that it's going to make it work better. And I think for a lot of women, it stems from this belief that the harder it is, the more complicated it is, the better it works. So why don't we just layer macro counting with intermittent fasting? Heck, let's even throw in some carb cycling because the more I add, the harder it is, it must work better. And I just want to like scratch that. So if you are doing carb cycling, you are doing intermittent fasting because you think that it's going to make your weight loss faster or better or easier or whatever, I just want to offer to you that that's not science. It's not based in science. And if that's the only reason that you're doing it, I would encourage you to not make it harder, like make it easier on yourself. Again, if you like it, it works for your lifestyle. I got nothing bad to say about it. Keep going. I'm all about that. But if you are just doing it to make it harder and make it more complicated because you think it's going to work better, science doesn't back you up on that. Okay. Number four, we're getting salty. (laughs) I I feel like I can like unleash on these rants because I've like warned you ahead of time. I'm going to rant. I'm going to like get passionate about things because these are the things that matter to me. And I want to, I want to share about them. So thanks for sitting here and listening to me rant about things that I feel really passionate about. Okay. This is the last one. This one is so common, so common. And I find, okay, I'm just going to say what it is and then I'll dive into it. So the belief is I have to be perfect or I won't get results. Inside of Macros 101, I, and actually in the five-day challenge, we'll talk about this as well, the difference between a macro dieter and a macro scientist. This is a very classic macro dieter perspective. And it's something that I want to push so hard against because it has turned macro counting into a diet. And I hate it when I see people not want to do macro counting or not want to use it as a tool because they see it as restrictive. They see it as um, prescriptive, uh, as like, you have to do it this way, as just like another set of rules, right? You have to hit your macros. That's literally just another set of rules. And so I really want to push back against that. Um, And so many women who count macros, they fall into this, this pattern of it has to be perfect or I won't get results. So here's what, let's play this out. What then happens when you go over your macros? What happens then? For most women, if they have this idea that they have to be perfect and they go over their macros and they stop tracking, they just don't even like acknowledge it. And it's just like, oh, I failed again. Another day, just failed. Uh, another way that this can manifest is do you find yourself saying, I can't have that because I can't fit it into my macros? That's a classic, a classic manifestation of this idea that like, uh, one that you can't choose, like that you're void of choice by saying I can't. And two, that you have to be perfect and it has to fit into your macros and it has to follow this, like these very strict rules to be able to get results. Macro counting is a tool and it can be used the wrong way. And it can be turned into another diet, but that doesn't mean that it has to be. So if you are counting macros by setting your your numbers and telling yourself that you have to hit them and then getting frustrated when you don't, you've turned macro counting into another diet. 
And so here's where I'm going to push back against this. I have to be perfect to get results. Are, are you really telling me that the only way to get results is to do everything hundred percent perfectly? Like that's all of the women who have gotten results. That was the secret. They just hundred percent perfect all the time. <laughs> no, like we all know that that's not the case. So if you recognize that you don't have to be hundred percent perfect, where's that line? Where's that line of how perfect do you have to be or how accurate or how you know effective do you have to be in order to get results? Well, that's based off, we figure that out based off of feedback from your body. That's a lot of what I teach at Macros 101. But I also want you to consider if you are holding to this belief that I have to be perfect to get the results that I want, how's that working out for you? What results are you currently getting by setting that standard of perfection? For most women, that just causes quitting. You set this bar too high, you can't hit it, and so then you quit. And quitting is the only way to guarantee, 100% guarantee you will not get the results that you want. So don't you think it's more important to stick to the process long-term? Like, isn't that going to always get you better results than quitting? Always, (laughs) always, okay? So I just want you to understand that I, and I know that you know this. Your, your, your conscious brain is saying, yeah, I know that. I know that, Amber. I know I don't have to be perfect to get results. But then, again, those roots are still there. And then you find yourself defaulting to that all or nothing mentality or defaulting to, if I didn't hit my numbers, then I don't track. Or defaulting to, I can't have that. Doesn't fit. Okay? So... Again, there's a difference between the weed that we see, our conscious awareness, and the roots. And the roots can, if they're not moved, if, this, if you continue to hold on to this belief in your subconscious that I have to be perfect or I won't get results, it's just going to keep popping back up. It's just going to keep popping up and manifesting in different ways. And this is what I see with a lot of women who come from a long dieting history, is if you've done a lot of diets, you're very good at figuring out what the rules are and trying to stick to and follow those rules so that you can get the results that you want, right? It's like, if you, if you just follow these rules, you'll get the results that you want. And so they come into macro counting with that belief and that belief just starts to manifest in new and different ways. Instead of like, you know, in Whole30, you can't have, uh, I don't know, what, do you, what can't you have? An al- alcohol, uh, carbs. No, you can have carbs, but it's like you can't have legumes and grains and whatever, right? So they they come from this belief that like you know, there's the rules and you have to just follow the rules if you want to get the result and they bring that with them into macro counting. And now they've just exchanged one restriction for another. Now it's like now the restriction is it has to fit into my macros. If you're doing that, you're just turning it you're just bringing that belief with you and bringing it into a new diet. Okay. And so I want you to consider and looking in your life, getting curious about how maybe this subconscious belief is manifesting for you, manifesting in different ways in your life. Because again, like I said before, you bring you into everything that you do. So if you continue to hold to that belief that you have to be perfect to get results, it doesn't matter what you try or what you do that belief is going to be there and it's going to manifest itself in new ways, which is why 
Women come into macro counting and they turn into a diet because that's what they know. That's what they believe. But it doesn't mean it has to be that way. It doesn't mean that you have to have rules and stick by them. It means, and we do this, this is what I coach. This is what I coach. It is about creating a plan that you choose, that works for you, that you want. I'm really big about you owning your power of choice and stepping into that place of power in your life. Okay. So those are the four weight loss myths. And we busted through some of those. Again, these manifest in different ways. Okay. But for a lot of women, these are the things that I see coming up over and over and over again that keeps them stuck. And until you move past these beliefs, until you uproot the root, it's just going to continue to manifest in a variety of ways in your, in your journey. And it's going to continue to keep you stuck and hold you back from creating the results that you want to create. So just as a recap, first myth, if some is good, more is better. No, more is just more. <laughs> it's not always better to do more. Myth number two, someone else has the secret. Looking for answers outside of yourself. Believing that, you know, that comparison game and believing that it's just about learning just a little bit more and that will make all of the difference. We all know that that's not the case. Learning and doing are different things. You can learn, 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 learn and still not execute. And that comes back to those, those roots, those underlying beliefs that are holding you back. Number three, the harder it is, the more complicated it is. Girl, the better it works. No. <laughs> actually, oftentimes the worse it works because you don't actually stick to it and you end up quitting. And quitting is not effective. And so what is effective is building a plan that is enjoyable, that you choose and effective and finding that sweet spot. And then number four, I have to be perfect or I won't get results. If that was true... <laughs> Nobody, literally nobody would get results. So we already, we can already debunk that right off the bat because literally nobody is perfect. Uh, and so perfection is not required. And if you are setting yourself up to have to be perfect, you're setting yourself up to fail. And you're, again, moving that belief and allowing it to manifest in macro counting in a way that you're turning macro counting into just another diet, just another thing that you have to follow, just another form of restriction that on the surface looks, looks like it's, oh, it's free, it's flexible, it's like all this stuff. Yeah, but if you approach it with a dieter mentality, you're just going to turn it into another diet. That is not the fault of macro counting. It's not your fault per se. I don't, we don't have to like blame, have fault, but it comes from this underlying belief. And again, once we root out the underlying belief, that's when you're going to be able to change. That's when you're going to be able to actually change you, change the person doing the actions, doing the doing. And that's when things are going to change for you. And that's when transformation is going to happen. So I hope that this episode gave you some stuff to chew on, gave you uh, some things to consider. If you liked this, if you enjoyed this, you're going to love the five-day challenge. It starts next Monday. We're going to dive into stuff like this because my friends... <laughs> Again, it's not education that's holding you back for most of you. It's yourself. And I can teach you all the tricks for my fitness pal in the world, 
But if we don't address what's really holding you back, nothing's going to change. And so that's what we're going to get started on in the five-day challenge. It's free. Come and join us. Come hang out. Go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash fat loss challenge. And I can't wait to start to coach you through some of these things. If this episode inspired you or made you think differently, share it. Share it with somebody who you think maybe needs to hear this or should hear this or would benefit from hearing this. The things that I teach are a little different than some people that you hear in the fitness industry. And if you're still listening at this point, then you are my, you are my people. <laughs> you are my people because this is not the same like diet rhetoric, follow this, you have to do it this way. Otherwise you're the problem. Information that a lot of people are giving. So if you're still listening at this point, you're my people. And I can't wait to dive more into this in the free five-day fat loss challenge. So go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash fat loss challenge, and I will see you there. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.